Am I adding value or losing money with my residential property? Stay tuned for our thoughts. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 363, Residential Renovations. Am I losing money or am I adding value? Uh, my name is Michael and I've got James on this morning. How are you, James? Good, Michael. How are you? Good, good. Renovations and adding value, they're always a bit of a, it's just always a hot topic. It comes up a lot with buyers looking at a property but also sellers. I think there's sort of two categories you've got to look at whenever you're spending money on a property because you don't want to overcapitalize. Hey, Anma, I hope you had a great Australia Day. And a lot of people don't put it in the two categories. The two categories I see, it's adding value to make it more saleable and obviously a return on investment. And then also renovating for your way of life, your enjoyment. A lot of the time, people want to do both and have the return on investment outcome, but it doesn't always happen like that. I know what you even said to me earlier, James, just off air, where you're like, should it be times three what you put in? Like you spend 20 grand, you should be able to sell it for 60 grand more. And especially in our area, we don't really see that. And we can run through that a bit, but what's sort of your view on adding value for sale, James, compared to like what would someone look to do compared to maybe a lifestyle renovation? Yeah, I think there's a balance between how much work actually needs to be done. And I think a lot of it comes from the owner's perception, what's in the owner's head. If I do put this money into it, I, I have to make that return back and then some. But from the, the buyer, the, sorry, the eyes of the buyer, quite often I think they're looking at it thinking, oh, this is nice, but I would change this, I'd change this, I'd put my own touch on it. And that's how I'll really enjoy this property. And generally speaking, I think if someone does full-blown renovations, they're doing it for themselves. They're not doing it for the buyer's eye. They don't know what the buyer's taste is going to be like. So there's a fine line to cross on doing the work because you feel like it's adding that extra saleable value. But actually, is it being detrimental? Is it making the property more desir uh, sorry, less desirable for, uh, for the potential purchasers? So it's a really difficult one to cross. Um, and you think you just have to go a little bit easier than 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 maybe the full blown works as you were saying Michael. So um, maybe there are certain jobs that will definitely make it more appealing, but is it doing is it actually detrimental? Probably a lot of the time because people want to put their own touch onto things. They don't want to live in what feels like someone else's home. Yeah. So just uh, go, like what you're saying, a, a lot of people like things done very personable how they would like it. So. I find with renov there's sort of a couple of categories. You're, you sort of almost do all or nothing. You never want to do a half a renovation because if they've got to do the other half, your half may not match their half. Or so. But to break it down to the two categories, adding for resale and also to live in. Now, resale would be, yeah, as you said, neutral and mel. So the best sort of stuff would be paint, carpet, landscaping. Because a lot of the time a buyer, if they're going into a home and the, and everything else like cosmetically is really well presented, 
they sort of not deterred by the bathroom not being done or the kitchen because that's very personable to them, especially a kitchen renovation. And they're almost acceptable for that challenge if they're prepared to do work, where a lot of the time the homeowner will be like, let's do the kitchen because that's what I would want to do. Um, they do it their way, but yeah. then they've spent a lot of money on the kitchen because in my experience, whenever you do anything with waterproofing or anything like that, the cost always blows out. So you may, you spend all the money doing the kitchen, but then you don't have the money to do the carpet. You don't have the money to do a fresh coat of paint. You don't, may not have the money just to recoat the balcony, uh, the timber floors of the balcony or do the landscaping because you sort of go, well, we've done the major thing in the kitchen. But when selling a property from experience, when you go to a home, let, let's say, that has pristine lawns, landscaping, the painting's immaculate, the the, uh, the deck's been re-timbered, that has a very, very good effect. And when it's only the bathroom and kitchen to be done, yeah. the, I, and to be honest, they're really the cheapest add-ons. You could almost do everything I said for the same cost as the kitchen. So that's one thing. But then if you're doing renovations because you plan to live in it for maybe another five years, then that's totally different. And you almost want to just get out of your mind the return on investment, but keep in the back of your mind just the overcapitalization. Um, and then you may do your bathrooms and your kitchens. You may add a deck or do so, or you put it in a pool, something like um, something along those lines that you can get the enjoyment of it. I find when people are doing the renovation when they're selling, they, they're sort of almost conveying everything they wanted to do at the beginning to make the house more enjoyable for themselves. And then they yeah. try and convince themselves it's adding value to the property. But um, you can add value many different, you can get a return on investment many different ways. You can get it in dollar form as as, as, as a dollar form, but you can also get it in saleability, which a lot of people don't understand, which is fine because they're not agents. They understand by maybe doing the cosmetic stuff in having in, uh, instead of having three buyers keen on it, you have six or seven. And James, you can testify when you've got six or seven buyers who really like the property, they're going to get the return on investment in the money with the negotiation, but they think of the big ticket stuff as well, which changes yeah. it up. And we, James, go through some of the numbers. We just spoke about it before where it doesn't always add up from an unrenovated home, which you sold in Beacon Hill to a renovated. Do you want to go through that a bit? Yeah, sure. So a couple of examples like what I was talking about this morning were um, a property that's recently, we recently sold on Beacon Hill Road in Brookvale um, and then also a property we sold in North Marabee. And so the property in Beacon Hill, um, it sold at auction for $1.55 million. It was a federation styled home. It was on a big flat block of land, um, 844 square meters or so. But the house was in its complete original condition, didn't have a kitchen in it. Um, so about 100 years old basically so we were having 30 40 different groups through every single open three times a week through this property um because there's so much potential from so many different perspectives and i think you know it is on a lower end it's not luxury property at that point so the price guide wasn't incredibly high but it incentivizes people to come in and they they enables them to imagine what they could make of the space and how they could benefit from this in the long run um, with the other property of, of North Narrabeen, it was a single level property that had been fully renovated. It also uh, added a granny flat into it, the vendor, 
um, or built a granny flat. So he spent probably 400 to 500K on renovating and adding the granny flat. And it did generate a great rent return and to sell for around the two, $2 million mark. But there actually wasn't very much value that he that he gained on top from doing all of that work. Yes, the sale price increased, but once he added everything together, um, it wasn't too much profit margin in there in any way. So it's a lot of effort to go through, especially if you're going through cancel, getting a DA so you can put a green flat in to actually not make really much, much capital gain on top of that. So um, there's different perspectives. And as an owner, it's probably quite difficult to see through the eyes of a buyer. You're seeing it through your own eyes, your own lens, where this works for you for short term or long term. Um, but actually, you want to be able to try and take a step back. It's almost like looking at yourself from, from outside. Um, what would they prefer in this property? And how can I make it um, most desirable for them in the long run? Yeah, and even the other one we sold in Beacon Hill Road, uh, which was sort of a renovated, you could have oh, redone it, or it was fine, and that sold for 80 grand more. And I, I think we can all... Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, something like a very similar. Was it 155 or 162? It sold for very similar or a little bit more. Yeah. So, and how, if you did some of the key things that a lot of people would think of, let's do kitchen and bathroom, you're actually selling for less than a, un, an yeah. unrenovated one. So it can be a big arm wrestle. So um, as Mark always say, you want to, uh, yeah. as what's the saying, least amount of money for maximum impact. And that's key when you're doing anything. And I almost yeah. think the, the rule of thumb is do less. Um, if you think you should do it, wait, ask the agent, and then may, maybe decide. I think less is best because a lot yeah. of the time you don't get that return on it, which is a bit of a myth because a lot of people think there's such big money in buying, renovating, flipping. It's sort of, uh, I know it's sort of that American culture where you always see these shows, yeah. but I think the biggest thing um, is time in the Australian market, Northern Beaches market, it, it, it's time. So yeah. yeah, I think anything else you want to add on to that, James? No, I was just thinking, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough as the owner. If you've got emotional attachment to the property, the sentimental value, there's all sorts. Um, so it's hard to separate yourself from, from, from what you've, you know, probably been in for a long time and love. So as you say about that, speak to the agent, see what they think is going to help with the sale most, most, what's going to be most beneficial. What are the little things that you can do that will leave the buyers with the best taste in their mouth? So as you were saying, things like landscaping, gardening, things that they're going to be left remembering, the kitchen and the bathroom, something, you know, you want to be really personal with that, take your own touch. So doing that work, it, I, yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think it really does make it more um, important for the buyer, unless you're looking for that one particular unicorn that loves the property, that wants everything totally, totally done for them with no work to be done. But, you're really winding down the pool of buyers in that sort of pot as well. So there's definitely a few different perspectives to take on it. So yeah, speak to agents, see what they say, see what's gonna um, hopefully incentivize or get as many buyers through the door as possible, um, make the photos look nice, all these little things, rather than committing to you know massive, massive work in the property. Yeah, awesome. All right, Jane, thanks for that. And we'll be back tomorrow morning. Thanks, Amal, Luke, for uh, watching and commenting. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye.